What is happening, everyone? Welcome again to the Window Canvas Sports Betting Podcast. It happened. The Patriots have finally grabbed another quarterback. The dog at the laptop on the kitchen table has made a deal with Cam Newton. It's sports news that has actionable betting results. We'll get into the macro, the Patriots championship odds, Newton's odds to win a pair of awards, and the micro, a win totals take, and a key number for the Pats week two matchup. Week two matchup. It's time to head to the window. Let's go. Welcome again to The Window. I'm your host, Matt Russell. It's an emergency podcast. Back in the March 30th edition of this podcast, I broke down the NFL futures market from a betting perspective. We had just had all of the free agency moves, or I should say most of the free agency moves. And knowing that the draft hadn't happened quite yet and that there was still a couple of dominoes to fall for quarterbacks in free agency. Jameis Winston, of course, he ends up signing what right now looks like a backup deal uh, to Drew Brees in New Orleans. Andy Dalton, a backup deal in Dallas. And of course, what was left was Cam Newton. Well, all the talking heads are patting themselves on the back on this one because they saw him going to the Patriots. Well, we all kind of saw this coming, right? After all of the music had stopped with the draft and Belichick not picking up a quarterback and, of course, insisting that Jared Stidham would be the their go-to guy and maybe he will be their go-to guy and it may be... You know, it won't be necessarily this year, and based on this signing, they would probably say it's hopefully not this year. And the reality is, we all could kind of see this coming, right? Especially once the Chargers, for example, drafted uh, Justin Herbert in the first round, and all with his, the only spot that was left for Cam Newton was for the Patriots. So it made too much sense for this to happen, and of course it did. So for us, we have something worth talking about, finally. And hopefully you've been enjoying the series that we've been doing, uh, the Window to the Screen series, where we've had a bunch of really interesting guests talking about their careers and how they found themselves in different roles that uh, that we need as an industry to help us uh, with our sports betting. So... It's exciting to finally get something that we can talk about. So let's dust off the notebook and uh, and get right into this. And so I have written down at the right price. And that's stemming from essentially what the Patriots did waiting to get Cam Newton at the right price. But it also applies to, of course what we do and sports betting and what is the right price for us to be getting involved either on the fade side of all of this or backing the Patriots at different numbers. So at first we have to decide whether we are pro or con Cam Newton and a quick look at history 
2015 MVP, not that long ago, but for a guy who uses his body as much as he does to be successful, he's putting more miles on the tread, so to speak. So while 2015 doesn't seem that long ago, you know, we still have four seasons between now and then. If you look at 2016, Cam was 25th in QBR. Ironically enough, right around where Ryan Tannehill was in 2016. Uh, there was a concussion. He had a bad line. His best weapon on offense was Kelvin Benjamin, who is not in the league at this point. 2017, they make the playoffs at 11-5, and and that was without, for much of the year, Greg Olson. 2018, he's fourth on Bill Barnwell's midseason MVP ballot which is all you really need to know at the halfway point, whether he had gotten back to being the Cam Newton of old. And that was just mid-season of 2018. Then followed a Thursday night game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you remember it as well as I do, you remember he gets absolutely crunched in this game. And that was clearly the moment where his shoulder effectively went and he struggled for the rest of the season eventually having to miss the last couple of games gets himself to what we believe still was healthy as far as his shoulder was concerned for the 2019 season except in preseason ironically against the patriots he suffers a liz frank injury which of course is that injury in the arch of your foot and he does so to the left foot or his planting foot and he sucks it up to start the season and frankly was not very good and it was clear that something was bothering him i believe he played two maybe three games before having to just you know hit the sideline and eventually shutting it down for the entire season so while a lot of people will talk about this shoulder injury that he had from two years ago he was back from that last year and it was the liz frank injury that was the issue so i don't know i am not a doctor and if i was i haven't <laughs> investigated his injuries further so i can't tell you whether he's completely healthy the best i can do is sort of trust that the patriots and bill belichick think that he can be healthy and maybe the reason that he's been on the market so long is that he isn't or that he can't be. But again, we will trust the Patriots and, you know, their infrastructure and what they do and what they know. Now, they have swung and missed on these sorts of projects a bunch of times in the past. And I would expect if this to goes well for them they are going to continue with their run-heavy approach that it seems like they're building their offense around. And essentially, that's what they were doing the last couple of years, even in winning the Super Bowl. Though That team and the team last year were very much run-heavy offenses. And we talked in that podcast on March 30th about Tom Brady's stats and about how in the last couple of years he's ranked towards the bottom of the league in some of the advanced metrics, uh, pressure versus not any pressure, et cetera, et cetera. And we don't need to rehash that. We will still stand by the fact that we think that Tom Brady is a below average NFL quarterback for the season 2020. And if we get a healthy Cam Newton here, I think we will be getting an above average quarterback 
for the Patriots this season. So I would be inclined to take the Patriots and be on the bullish side of the Patriots. Now, what we're going to go through here quickly is what does that mean for us with regards to betting on the season? And we're going to start with the team concept. So from a team concept, let's work from macro to the micro. The macro being the Super Bowl odds for the Patriots. In a lot of places, it's 1,400, 1,300, that kind of thing, right? So 14 to 1, 13 to 1. Their AFC number, closer to 700, 600. There are some rogue 900s. I do want to point out, there is one site, coolbet.com. I had Chris Abbott on the show uh, as the first guest of our From the Window to the Screen series, and he talked about why you should use Coolbet, and one of his points was that they have, in a lot of cases, better odds. And if you go there, their Super Bowl odds for the Patriots are 22 to 1, and their AFC Championship odds are 10 to 1. Now, I'm not saying that you should bet on these, on them to win the Super Bowl or the AFC, because I still believe that this is a two-horse race from a macro perspective. I think this is a Baltimore Ravens and a Kansas City Chiefs race, as long as Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are the quarterbacks of those teams. And getting Cam Newton for the Patriots doesn't, for me, push them past those two teams. And I think, historically, we're going to look back at the Ravens and the Chiefs and feel like we missed out on them matching up last year. And years from now, we will sort of, you know, rethink this and re-envision that we missed out on them facing each other two years ago when the Ravens lost to the Chargers. And then, of course, the Chargers went and lost to the Patriots. And we probably should have had or could have had a Ravens-Chiefs game in the playoffs AFC championship that year and we should have had one last year but of course the Tennessee Titans got in the way so I think we probably get that matchup this year and and, and maybe for many years to come and and hopefully that is the case uh, if you're an NFL fan because of course those are the two most dynamic quarterbacks in the league so I would ignore the Super Bowl and I would ignore the AFC championship wagers but if you absolutely had to, 22 to 1 and 10 to 1, respectively, are of course much better than, say, 14 to 1 and 7 to 1. And so let's go back and get a little more micro, and we'll go to the division odds. Now, the division odds going into essentially this past weekend, New England was not even the favorite in the AFC East. And I spoke, you know, pretty strongly about how I felt like I was willing to trust the infrastructure of New England versus whatever the Buffalo Bills are planning for this season, uh, especially at, to the tune of New England plus 140. And on the flip side, Buffalo is plus 110. Now, with this news, that's going to, of course, shrink the odds for New England and make things a little bit more level. I would imagine something closer to New England plus 110 and Buffalo, you know, plus 120, plus 130, something along those lines. So you have to look and see if your sports book has updated that, you know, to be reflective of that. And 
So that's the division odds. And so then you go, okay, well, what about just the playoffs? And that, of course, includes the, you know, making it as a wild card. Now this year, we have to remind ourselves there are now three wild cards. There are seven playoff teams in its entirety. So it's a lot easier to make the playoffs. And that is why the Patriots are minus 213 to make the playoffs. Now you go, well, what are the odds they make the playoffs, but they do so without winning the division? For me, if they don't make the playoffs, it's it's going to be because Cam Newton got hurt and Jared Siddham wasn't good enough. And if that's the case, I don't see the Patriots being a middle-of-the-road team that is winning nine games or eight games and sneaking barely into the playoffs. I think that's a team that would then... It's probably closer to a five-win, six-win team that has no chance of making the playoffs. So I would ignore the playoff bet entirely because laying the 213 isn't nearly good enough for our purposes, especially when you can look at the team wins total. I've got nine and a half at plus 175 and nine even at plus 100 in various sports books. Either one of those works for me if you're a little more cautious and you're fine with just taking the even number on this go right ahead nine wins gets you a push but an extra win gets you three quarters more uh, for your money in that case so right there if we can get division plus 140 and team wins over nine or over nine and a half at even money and plus 175 respectively that certainly looks like a good bet to make for me now let's shift gears and go to newton as an individual and of course there's individual markets now i don't expect newton to throw for a ton of yardage again i certainly expect that offense to be considerably more ground oriented especially with newton and assuming his foot has healed uh, he will of course be an option in short yardage and at the goal line but the MVP is in part a narrative-driven award. So if we get a scenario where Patrick Mahomes has a similar season to last year, maybe misses a game or two, or you know the Chiefs take a little bit of a step back from a you know explosiveness standpoint, same thing with Lamar Jackson, maybe something happens there. The big move will be from Newton stepping into you know that sort of limelight right and you got odds all over the map on this and when news like this happens it's basically a free-for-all and if there's anything you take away from this podcast is that it's get on top of these things when there's news when there's news the first thing you should do isn't go to twitter isn't go to let's say espn.com let's say whatever you know, news organization, you get your, you know, takes and your, you know, summaries of, you know, different pieces of news from. That's your job now. Your job is to take that news and to summarize that and go straight to your sports book and see who's left a number up unchanged or minimally changed. And so on Sunday night, when this happened, Pinnacle had newton at 67 to 1 for mvp well monday morning that moves to 15 to 1 
obviously one is considerably different than the other and like the patriots in signing cam newton what are we getting at the right price so 15 to 1 is not the right price for cam newton and in a lot of ways i assume they move that to 15 to 1 to stop people from betting on it entirely because they left themselves open at 67 to 1 for longer than they should have right if they move it to 35 to 1 they probably take they probably still take money speaking of 35 to 1 you can get that at cool bet so again cool bet blows by pinnacle uh, as the best odds now a lot of other places have taken their mvp number down so you sort of you know are hamstrung by whatever site you use but for me the right number or a number worth betting at this point is anything really better than 35 or so to one and obviously getting 67 to 1 66 to 1 even 60 to 1 is something that is not going to happen that ship has sailed but that doesn't mean there's no value if your site has them up at say 50 to 1 or 45 to 1 so certainly an option there i wouldn't go crazy with it with regards to an expenditure um, because that's it's going to take a lot for that number to you know dip down because one of the things we want with an mvp bet is three four five games into the season we need our guy firmly in the mix when i say firmly in the mix i'm talking his odds need to change something closer to like five to one he needs to do enough to make that move um you know worth doing he needs to jump into sort of the top three top four top five as all the talking heads shows will sort of very early on especially sort of the end of september will break down all right who's who's the early season mvp right we've all seen it on all of the all of the talking head shows and because the mvp is very much a narrative based uh award that's important and that's the only time that the talking head shows are important with regards to the bets that we win in a lot of cases they're important for the opposite reason we want to fade what they're talking about and in this case if they're talking about cam newton and the 4-0 patriots and cam looks great and he's running for touchdowns and he's throwing for touchdowns that's going to gain steam to the point where we don't necessarily need him to throw for 4,000 yards. We don't necessarily need him um, carrying the team on his back, right? As long as he's not throwing interceptions, if he's putting up a, you know, semi-Brady-like season of 30 touchdowns and five interceptions, that's all we need. And with Josh McDaniel still as the offensive coordinator there, he should be putting Newton in every possible position to succeed that is what i expect from this season and so if they're winning games there's going to be buzz for him about mvp easier to win the mvp is to win the comeback player of the year it's a award that isn't talked about nearly as much but it is just as bettable as the mvp is and for newton he was listed when he was teamless at around 18 to 1. Now, admittedly, we probably should have all been jumping on 18 to 1 at the time, but you didn't really know for sure as much as we, you know, 
as much as the Patriots were the only thing that really made any sense for Newton, we still weren't sure enough, uh, you know, to recommend that because he could have just as easily ended up sitting behind Derek Carr for the Raiders or, you know, in LA with sort of a traffic jam of quarterbacks there. But comeback player of the year at 10 to one as of last night. And in some places that's been listed all the way down to plus 350. Now plus 350 is probably a little lower than we'd want to go, but anything higher than that still feels like a decent play for the reasons I mentioned above. It's the it's another award that's narrative based. Last year Ryan Tannehill won the comeback player of the year. And that was in a year where Jimmy Garoppolo led his team to a top seed after tearing his ACL the previous season. So if Jimmy Garoppolo can't win the comeback player of the year, um, you know, we already, we, we know that it's, it's less results-based and more about your story. And Ryan Tannehill, of course, had the story where he had, you know, multiple injury issues, essentially a top, you know, first round, high first round pick flaming out in a, city that he had you know taken a team or at least partially taken a team to the playoffs prior and that sound like somebody you know it sounds like cam newton's situation this year and Tannehill was doing it with the tennessee titans not nearly the profile of the new england patriots and i would make the case that Tannehill wasn't the comeback player of the year in fact last year i would say that travis travis frederick was the comeback player of the year and if you're not necessarily an NFL hardcore, you go, who is Travis Frederick? Well, Travis Frederick is the center, or was the center, for the Dallas Cowboys, who suffered from a rare autoimmune disease called Guillain-Barre. And he missed the entire 2018 season um, due to that disease that affects your nerves and whatnot. And he came back for 2019, and he played the entire season, essentially playing 99% of the snaps for the Dallas Cowboys. But he didn't score any touchdowns, and he didn't run or pass for any yards. He wasn't on anybody's fantasy team, of course, because he was a center. And so he didn't get the publicity. He would occasionally get mentioned if the Cowboys were playing on Monday night or Sunday night football. But he didn't get mentioned. And this disease is obviously significant enough that it forced Frederick to retire after this season. And so he's retired from football. And so he missed an entire season because of a rare autoimmune disease, came back and played an entire season and didn't get the comeback player of the year. My point is, is that unless, it's the same thing with fantasy, it's the same thing with MVP, unless you're a high profile position, you're not going to be considered for that. Now, the negative for Cam Newton on winning that award this year is that there's a handful of high-profile guys who will be returning to the league, as there is every year, because every year some group of stars gets knocked out for the season and thus has to have a comeback season. And the list is Ben Roethlisberger, coming back, of course, from elbow surgery, Rob Gronkowski, coming back from a stint on The Masked Singer, uh, Matthew Stafford coming back from injury and A.J. Green coming back from injury or just not really feeling like playing. 
And so that's four guys who will be high-profile guys. Now, I've made the case that Gronkowski's statistics won't be anywhere near where they have been in past seasons. Uh, obviously, he will be used uh, as a blocker because he's, of course, entirely effective in doing so. And because I just don't think that those numbers for Brady and Gronk will be anywhere near where they were in the past. I would make the case that Ben Roethlisberger won't have the same seasons that he's had in the past. Matthew Stafford might. But again, now you've got a Stafford versus Newton narrative contest. And Newton's narrative is way more interesting than just Matt Stafford missing part of the season last year. With, I believe, it was a back injury. And A.J. Green, similar story. What was his... What did he come back from? Sure, he you know missed four or five games with an ankle injury and then was week to week, as any fantasy football uh, participant who had him on their team would tell you, it was week to week. Is he coming back this week? Nope. How about this week? Nope. How about maybe now? Nope. Maybe this coming week? Nope. And it was frustrating. Though That's the kind of, I don't want to say blemish, but sure, blemish to the story for A.J. Green. So for me, when these odds open back up, if Cam Newton isn't the favorite and he isn't plus 300 or plus 350 everywhere, anything better than that, I think you jump on full two hands in. Uh, and then finally, the last thing, which is more of a team matchup, of course, is uh, CoolBet.com uh, has... New England and Tampa Bay, who gets more wins? And I would stay away from that if it were minus 110 on either side, but it isn't. They have Tampa Bay minus 154 and New England plus 125, which to me is a little heavy on the Tampa Bay side. So if you didn't love taking the over 9.5 and, and you want to you know, maybe skew it, maybe rely a little bit more on Tampa Bay not being very good, that might be your plus money option there as well. Maybe you're a Bills fan. Maybe you want the Bills, you know, maybe you think the Bills win 12 games and you want them to win the division. And sure, the Patriots can have 10 wins, but as long as the Bills get 11 or 12, you don't care. And you rather bet that the Patriots still do well enough, but that the, the Buccaneers don't. Maybe that's your option from that standpoint. You know, at the end of the day, just as a matter of strategy, for me, the reason we haven't talked about the NFL since March is because, one, there's nothing really to talk about, especially since there's no OTAs and, you know, you're not getting any reports out of them. There's no injuries that are necessarily happening. To me, it doesn't make any sense to bet team totals at this point. It doesn't really make a ton of sense to bet divisional uh, numbers at this point. Because if you're going to bet the under of a team total, you can probably get a better number on a team total close to the season. Because people love betting overs. We know this, right? Human achievement. People want to bet on human achievement. And so if... I like a team to go under nine or under nine and a half. Why would I take that now when I can wait till September and all the over money can come in 
from all the recreational players to do so. Now, if we're talking about some crap team, that is, their number is five, and we're pretty sure they're barely going to win a game this year, like, say, I don't know, the Washington Football Club, then maybe getting that under right away, soon as it's opened, is the right move for you. But you have to have a real strong conviction right away. At this point, those numbers have been made and those numbers have been picked at. So the unders that the pros like have all been grabbed and bet down and taken the value out of. So there isn't really any reason to be betting them now. You want to grab the unders of teams that have high numbers that people think will be good. I would use maybe the New Orleans Saints as an example. Because as the season approaches, if that number gets higher and higher, 10 and a half, 11, who, like, who knows, that's where you would take an under. So the low note teams, the fives, the five and a halves, have already been picked through. And we can get a better number with some of the better teams. On the other hand, overs, now you might be saying, well, on the flip side, shouldn't you be betting overs to get them now before these people grab them right before the season starts? And you're right, you're on to something there. But the thing is, with preseason, and of course, you know, training camp and whatnot, only bad things can happen to your over between now and then. Very rarely does something good happen where it matters enough to change a number, a team total, a team win total, over what it is right now, right? What could happen for the San Francisco 49ers that would push their number higher where you have to get their number right now or fill in the blank fill in the blank team so if nothing good can happen and in fact only bad things can happen for example the San Francisco 49ers could lose Debo Samuel and in fact they have Debo Samuel gets hurt and they're not even in organized activities and so you can make your over right now. Packers, Lions, whoever you want. Remember the Colts last year. Andrew Luck just decides I'm going to hang it up. Now I won an over bet with the Colts because I bet the over after that news happened and the number got pushed down to a zone where we felt that the Colts could get to even without Andrew Luck. And sure enough, even with what was basically a disaster of a season, with field goal kick misses and all kinds of stuff like that. They still managed to, to get over that number. Now, they wouldn't have got over the number that was available when Andrew Luck was deemed healthy and going to be ready to play for the season. So nothing good can happen when you're betting overs in June, May, even July. So patience with that. And yes, you might miss out on 25 cents of value. You might even miss out by a half of a win and need a full extra win to cash that. But is over the course of, you know, however many totals you bet, say you bet eight, right? If one of those gets knocked out before the season even starts because somebody gets injured, right? <laughs> that's way worse than missing out and having to pay an extra 25 cents for this over or an extra, having to pay an extra half uh, of a win total because you waited and you know the public bet that number up. 
And by the way, if you wait and the public bets that number up, maybe it's not worth betting in, in the first place. Because who wants to be on the side of all of the people who just showed up in August looking to bet these numbers? So for the Patriots, of course, something good happened for them. We're getting plus money on nine. We're getting plus you know, money plus 175 on nine and a half. And you say, well, you know, what what could happen? And the answer is Cam Newton could, could, could get injured. But again, that's the risk we're willing to take here for a decent price on some of these uh, props. And of course, the win total and the division all being plus money. That's the risk that we're willing to take, right? Immediately, when we see these things being plus money, we know that there's implied probability of there being less than 50% chance of this happening. Well, all things considered, even factoring in an, a potential injury, I still think it's a better than 50% chance that the Patriots win the division. I think it's a better than 50% chance that they win 10 games. I think it's a better than 50% chance that um, they, uh, frankly, I think there's a better 50% chance that they uh, have more wins than the Tampa Bay. Um, I think that there's a decent chance that Cam Newton wins comeback player of the year. It doesn't have to be 50% chance. really only has to be about 20% chance for there to be value here. So I thought we'd just get into that. Um, oh, one more thing. Uh, looking at even getting down into the micro, looking at their games, they open against Miami. They are six and a half point favorites against Miami. Um, I would stay away from that until we get closer. Uh, if that goes to seven, um, I would I would be looking actually towards Miami in that situation. Again, remember, if you're looking at these games, we're probably looking at fanless experiences here. So home field advantage, especially early in the season when weather isn't going to be a factor in any way. It's not worth anything for the Patriots to be at home. So if you were going to give me seven points, I would probably take Miami. The number six and a half right now. If it drops to six, does that really change anything for me? Mm, maybe, but I'd maybe need it to drop to five and a half to change anything for me. And that's clearly not going to happen, at least not in the next little while. So for me, that's a no touch on the game. But week two, I am seeing the Patriots plus three and a half at Seattle. Now, normally you see at Seattle and you go, oh, tough place to play, loud crowd noise, blah, 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 blah. Well, again, no crowd noise and a place that hasn't been very good to Seattle against the spread lately. And we're getting three and a half points. I've seen a money line of plus 160. To me, those are bets that are actually worth making. So skip the first week and look at the second week when it comes to game bets for New England and Seattle. I doubt highly that that number is going to get higher. I don't think you get four. I don't think you get four and a half for the Patriots here. So I think anything above three is a buy right now. So that's the last thing I will say uh, about Patriots. Um, just felt like there was enough to talk about with, you know, all the way from the macro in not necessarily wanting to bet the Super Bowl or the AFC, but pointing out that there are a bunch of different numbers, um, all the way down to the individual wagers that you could make with regarding Newton, 
uh, sort of historical comps with guys like Tannehill, uh, his competition for Comeback Player of the Year. And uh, again, that point that I wanted to make, again, before we get kind of closer and, and still feels a long way away and because it is still a long way away but a point i wanted to make about the overs and the unders and betting them this far ahead and if you see you know all the pros and whoever tell you you know that they like this or they like that you know good for them but to me you know the risk there isn't worth the reward um and that's even before sort of the concept of tying up your money um when we're looking at an uh, August, that is going to be a hell of a lot busier than it normally would be. So I uh, wanted to get all of that sort of out into the ether. Um, so hopefully you can find some good numbers. Um, don't overdo it just because you want to be in the mix. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, you know, anytime really after Monday, you're probably too late. Again, look around, obviously go shopping, uh, because the key is everything at the right price and i think that's what the patriots did here and i think that's a good lesson for us anyway that's it for me at mrus authentic hopefully we'll have another guest from the window to the screen series uh coming around the corner that being said actual sports is coming around the corner so we're gonna have to shift gears to getting back to talking about betting on sports which believe me as much fun as i've had sort of talking to some of these people i'm very excited to be doing something like we did here today and talk about actual betting on actual sports so that's enough for today i'm emrus authentic on twitter please subscribe rate and review the podcast on apple spotify or wherever you're listening until next time i'll see you at the window <laughs>